0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I would like to try to put my finger on what seems to be a contradiction within today's readings, namely between the little child who will lead and the fire that will destroy. On the one hand are great images of peace and harmony of a creation made new and sparkling and safe. There is to begin with the shoot that will sprout from the seemingly dead stump of Jesse. This refers to David's father, Jesse, and so to the Davidic line of the Kings of Judah. When the line of Kings appears to have died out, when the nation is weak and about to be destroyed by its enemies, when the world itself looks bleak and helpless, hopeless, there appears this little sign, hope, a shoot sprouting out from the stump of a tree that we thought dead, a shoot that promises to grow into a great tree in which all birds will nest and under which all animals will take their shade. To this shoot will be given the spirit of the Lord, which means he, the shoot, will be wise, understanding, a good counselor, strong, knowledgeable, full of the awesomeness of God himself. Not political in the ordinary sense of the word. He will not calculate to follow public opinion. He will not tweet. The shoot will be simply righteous, faithful, a man to be counted on, and in that sense he will have profound political importance. This shoot is placed by the prophet Isaiah within a picture of nature transformed, nature in which animals have ceased killing one another and have taken up vegetarianism. (laughs) So the wolf and the lamb set up joint housekeeping. The leopard and the kid share the same stable along with the calf and the lion and the fatling, the cow and the bear and the ox. Babies play among snakes. But no one is hurt, no one is destroyed. The whole earth knows God to the full. And in the center of this future picture, a little child who Isaiah says, shall lead them. Isaiah means for this picture to give us hope. The people were in frightful political straits. Their nation was weak and about to be destroyed and the temple itself looted, desecrated. Isaiah, or to be honest, God using Isaiah wants to give the people hope. And that's precisely, precisely what St. Paul in today's epistle to the Romans says God was always doing in the Old Testament. God's intentions throughout the Old Testament are to encourage the people to lift up their hearts that quote, we might have hope. Paul really wants us to notice this word hope. In today's few verses, it occurs three times more. One is a quote from Isaiah Today's reading, quoting today's reading, the root of Jesse shall come, he who rises to rule the Gentiles, in him shall the people hope. Paul goes on to name God as the God of hope, and prays that this hopeful and hope-giving God will give the Christians at Rome, quote, all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Now, I believe this. I believe all this. Deep down, God is the God of hope who desires to encourage us and works to strengthen us, especially when things are difficult. Indeed, precisely when the tree looks dead, a mere stump, Precisely when our life is falling apart, that's when we can see clearly the providence of God. Small signs, always there to be seen, tokens of God's ultimate future. They asked Jesus what the kingdom of heaven is like. And Jesus said, it's like a grain of mustard seed, like a pinch of yeast like a small, exceedingly valuable treasure hidden in a huge and otherwise quite ordinary field. The small signs are there to be seen there, no matter how bleak the circumstances. You go to the doctor, it's a routine, physical, but she sees something, she wants you to not to go home but at once go to the hospital where they will operate. And right there, as your entire life passes before your eyes, you can catch the truth about hope. It's a delicate little plant, a brave little sprout shooting up. Hope is a little child who arrives to lead you. Yes, I believe all this about hope and God, but it still feels like there's a contradiction. There's certainly a tension. On the one hand, the child, the hope, but on the other, it's clear that this child is going to judge. And what judgment means, saying, is what's wrong and what's right. And with regard to what's wrong, Judgment means rejection, cutting down, casting into the fire. The judgment figure before us today is John the Baptist. There is no bypass around John the Baptist. On the road to Christmas, on the way to the little child, one has to deal with this wild prophet this denizen of waste places, this herald voice of the judgment of God. John says that Jesus is going to baptize the world with the fire of the Spirit. He will judge which trees are producing good fruit and those that aren't. He will take his ax and turn them into firewood. His winnowing fork is in his hand, says John, shifting from ax to winnowing fork, but making the same point. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The imagery is vivid, is it not? As befits a prophet, yet it is hard to feel the good news in a message of judgment. In our culture, it is a bad thing to be seen as judgmental, You can be judged, rejected, if you make judgments about the wrong things. Our world lacks a vision of the substance of humanity, a vision of what human beings could be and ought to strive for. And so it sees nothing good in judgments, and we are trained to avoid them. It becomes almost instinctual. The teenager was talking with me about the problems many high school students get into. Rebellion, drugs, alcohol, sex. This young man was an impressive fellow who had strong personal standards. Yet he said right after telling me that he avoided all that behavior, if they want to do it, I'm not going to judge them. The problem is, we cannot imagine what good judgment is. The heart of good judgment is hope. <clears throat> hope in God that he will overcome evil, all evil, and thereby restore people to fullness of humanity. Hope in God that at the end, human beings will live together in love, in the peace pictured by Isaiah. Good judgment understands there is a human good and good judgment aims at it. Whatever is judged wrong or inhuman or evil is judged so that righteousness and goodness, true humanity might be vindicated. To put it another way, The poverty of our imagination is that we think, deep down, any judgment is going to be a cancellation of a human being. But that's wrong. God's judgment is the opposite of cancellation. God's judgment over sin is the vindication of humanity. In the third chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul uses this image of fire in a very interesting way. He says that all the works we do in our life after after we die, they go through fire. There's a fire, and if it's gold or bronze or good stuff, then the fire sort of reveals it. And if it's straw or other stuff that's not worth keeping, the fire takes it away. But the... Fire is there for everyone and the result is the revelation of full humanity. Hope is the key. We can find it even in the ax image that John the Baptist uses. Suppose worst case scenario, we are the tree that is cut down because of our sins. What then would be left of us? A stump? And what is there to look for in a stump? Aha, Isaiah. Sometimes out of a stump comes a shoot. Isaiah says God is a God of hope. Look for the shoot. To Israel, Isaiah says, your kingdom has become a stump. In the eyes of John the Baptist, we perhaps have become a stump. Look for the shoot, look for the little new thing. God can bring forth, and we can beg God to bring forth, even from us, that little child of strange purity, a sign of hope for God's future.